I'm very headstrong. Whatever it is, I'm very, very headstrong. So if I want to do something, I'll do it. But I'll not let anything kind of beat us as well. So I haven't got a defeatist attitude. Um, so there's two ways to look at this, I think. Um, some people can, and I'm, this, isn't, this isn't kind of, this is just my opinion. Some people can play on things in terms of I've got this and it can be the end of the world when it doesn't have to be. What's um right? So introduce yourself. Why are you, why are you on the podcast today? Do you think? Yeah. So my name is Andrew Potts. Um, I've known Martin for God, it'll be what fifteen years, fourteen years, something like that. Yeah, I know we don't look old enough. No, but. certainly don't. Um, we're in the same field, so I've, I've got an accountancy practice in South Shields and Jarrow, um, and we've both had ailments over the last well, mine four years, uh, and obviously yours is. Couple of years, couple two, of year. two, two and a bit years, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yours, your, yours. So anyone who's seen you than than Andrew, is it Andrew or Andy? What do you prefer? Well, Andy probably, yeah, it's more. Andy, we'll go Andy then. Um, we're in with casuals <laughs> after <laughs> all. Um, so, so anyone who follows you on Twitter then or any social, I don't know if you're on other social, but Twitter anyway, will see that you you're making daily diaries at the minute. Yeah. What, what, what what's that about? So I'm currently undergoing radiotherapy. Uh, so th well, 29 doses because I had a, a double dose on the first the first one. That started the back end of September and it ends tomorrow. So my 30 doses are up every single day uh, for a brain tumour. Um, four years ago, well it'll be four and a half years ago now because I had the surgery in the June. Do you want a bit of history about kind of the, the tumour and stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know a little bit about it, but yeah. this audience knows nothing about it. So it would have been, so 2017 was the, the surgery, so it was probably the summer of sixteen, summer of six, twenty sixteen, and I remember. Um, that's, not a Brian, that's Brian Adams' song, isn't it? Nearly, summer very near, 16, yes, yeah. I nearly. That's just the updated version. <laughs> um, so I was playing cricket, and I remember I was a wicketkeeper. I was very boisterous, noisy, loud, uh, typical personality. In fairness, um, and I remember just kind of jumping up and getting head rushes, not thinking anything of it at first, but just getting head rushes, and it would subside pretty quickly. Um, and this carried on, so. That was the that was the summer. Didn't have any real bad illnesses at that point, or didn't didn't think much of it. Didn't see the doctor or anything. And then I think it was round about the winter time. I started to get uh, a lot of headaches. Right. But when you when you talk headaches, it was different. So what it would do, you just get a, a null dull pain there, and then it would just spread to your ears, and suddenly you you kind of were in a like you're underwater. So and this was happening more and more regularly. Um, eventually, it started then. Well, ended up about. 40, 50 a day I was having. So it was every every couple of minutes. And how, how long would they last then? They would last probably about between 30 seconds and two minutes themselves. So that's quite intrusive, isn't it? Oh, For, 40 or 50 of yeah. something that's quite debilitating. Yeah, yeah, every day. And it was progressively getting worse. So I went to see the doctor first, and there's a note slight on the, the GPs, of course, although there's something else behind the scenes. Um, and the, the first guy said, oh, we think you've got glue here, which is obviously what the kids have when they're, when they're burns. And then um, he gave us a balloon. You see, obviously, I've never heard of that. What was that? Glue So obviously, when you get, like, if you get a lot of wax in your ears. Oh, and right. Like okay. So it's normally yeah, yeah. associated with, with kids. So he gave us a balloon. So I had to blow this balloon out of my nostril five times every hour or something to try and clear it. And obviously, oh, that's, right. yeah, that, didn't, that didn't get rid of it. Um, I went back probably about two weeks later. Um, and... So it actually a different nurse and she was very, very, very good. I didn't, sorry, she was good. She sent me to, um, 
Sunna and I infirmary, just to check. They couldn't see anything in, in fairness when, when I went from there. Uh, and she'd give us antibiotics, think there might be in a severe cold. Um, and then I went, I'll, I'll go through the symptoms in a sec, but then I went back the third time and the guy sent us to ENT. Uh, he thought it might be something to do with ear, nose and throat. And then when I went to ENT, he'd only sent us to see a probably very, very new starter, not not the main guy or anything like that. Um, so as soon as they started putting things down me, me nose, or in me, I can't remember what was in my nose, it was in my nose actually, a uh, guy went, look, I'm not skilled for this, I'll have to get you in with, well, can I get you in today? I went, mate, I've got to go and see someone special today. Yeah. And he, so they've got us in with a specialist, put something up my nose, and he just said instantly, this isn't ENT, he says, uh, well, I'm telling you now, go and see someone specialised in neuro. Right, okay. So it started putting alarm bells on. So the, the symptoms were um, so the severity of headaches. And I'm sitting in with a client, and then I, then I started getting ill, sorry, so I would be vomiting um, from time to time. And it was always when I went for a run, actually. So I'd go for a run, just do two or three miles. And because I, when I came back, and obviously now we know, probably dehydration from in the, in the pressure and stressor, uh, stress and pressure, I was violently ill. So I would go through severe sickness and just feel, whoa, what is, what is going on here? Remember, it was one, it was the day before Good, Good Friday, so it was the Thursday, and it was the afternoon. I was seeing a, a lady client, and she came into the room, and, which I, and I had put her off a couple of times just through general illness. And I was sitting in the room, and so we're just sitting there like this, uh, and I just had a, an attack. So went across there, and then um, suddenly this eye went kaleidoscopy. So I'm now sitting in a room looking at it like this, can't hear the, the lady and can't see her, and I'm thinking, wow, this is something up now. So that was the Thursday, about two o'clock, went home, went straight to bed, and apart from getting up to be sick, I didn't wake up till five o'clock the, the Good Friday afternoon. So I'd, right. it was like a full 24 hours. So we knew something was kind of wrong at this point. Um, and then I had a couple of more episodes, um, and then I was going to watch South Shields play in the cup, well, cup final at Wembley. So I remember we'd, we had to go private, because uh, the NHS, would, it was just too slow, so went private, uh, and I had an MRI scan booked for the, the day after I got back from Wembley, so I had a good skin full, and I'm taking, getting these headaches still, and I had, um, it's called forehead rub, it's like, and it cools, so I was putting that on constantly, just to try and have a yeah. good skin full, and it didn't feel so bad. I remember when I got back, um, so I was hungover, went down to the, the um, booker, had the MRI scan, and it was a week later, um, and a week later they came back, and me and my wife were, were sitting in the, the foyer and the doctor came across and he before we even got anywhere he said look I've got some good news and I've got some bad news I went right okay um, so I went into the room and he went the bad news is you've got a brain tumour look at that am I allowed to swear on this uh, uh, right just be yourself I'm, yeah <laughs> look at me wife and me fucking hell okay what's where does this take with uh, and he says but it's not dangerous but it's not dangerous yeah and I, you kind of try and you can't you, how do you reconcile uh, that when you that's yeah. it you, you can't so it was, I thought you were going to say the good news is the check cleared. Well, that don't, don't, don't worry, you're paid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, right. That's my yeah. dark humour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the doctor was thinking that. How he's doing uh, that? That's, that's, that's the accountancy side of his there, thinking, well, I hope he's paid his bill. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. how that works. Yeah. So that was the. So that had the. That was the. The initial meeting, and he went through everything. So the one that I've got is meningioma, and fortunately for me, it's the 95% non-cancerous. Right. But mine had grown to such a size, it was the size of a satsuma, so it was sitting there, um, and it was it was the pressure that was causing. So what would have killed us had we not had surgery would have been the pressure. 
Um, so I remember, so that was, that will have been the, let's get my days right. So that'll be in the, the Monday, I think, when I found that out. Uh, and then the next thing was, you go back on the NHS, because it's now quicker to go back on the NHS for surgery than it was yeah. from that. But even then, it, it still took a while. Um, and, and obviously you said, good news is it's not dangerous. Yeah. But there's some at the size of a satsuma, and you, you, you don't shake that. How, how did you feel at that point then? Um, I've never once cried about it. Never, ever. I don't know, what, probably, I'm, I'm quite unattached emotionally, even about everything, I'm quite blase about everything. So I've never once cried about it. So I remember when we found out, my wife was in tears, ran my mum afterwards, and then I went back to the office. So I went back to the office and, and just worked. Um, but it was, it was a good it, question, how did I feel? It's a, it's a, a little bit kind of, shit, what's going to happen at this point? So were you trying to block it then? Or, or, or were you consciously thinking, just got to get on? Yeah. Or, or were you just thinking, No, I, I think I, my, can't, I don't want to think it really... I'd say my defence mechanism is to just carry on and crack on. Um, as you can see from kind of what I'm doing now with, with all this, I'll train in the morning or I'll, you know, I'll, I'm at work in the morning. My probably defence mechanism is to just say, right, no, let's carry on as normal. Like the stiff, the British stiff upper lip sort of thing. That's, yeah. that's probably my mentality. Um, and I'm probably hard-faced about it as well in reality. Whereas my wife won't think I'm probably too hard-faced about it, but that's the way that I kind of... You, 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 you possibly, yeah... I don't know, I, not to steal the story then, but when I, when I was like coming back to work, I was like, oh, I, I, I've got to get in, I need to do something, you know? Yeah. And then um, I remember I, I came in, did like a meeting with a client, I came in, literally saw someone for about an hour and a half, and then like crawled home. Exhausted. And got home, my wife went, I told you you weren't ready, I was like, yeah. you might have been ready. <laughs> yeah, I've got that to come as well, I, I had yeah. that after the surgery as well, because the exhaustion is unbelievable. And this, the stress, I mean, people, watching this but might think oh you're a pen pusher it's easy work it isn't so when you no, have a no, meeting with fine. someone even just talking about anything the exhaustion that goes through because we're constantly using this so with mine being at the front of the lobe i mean one of the big things i think what's probably generated mine apart from the fact i might have i mean whether i'm right or wrong is probably the stress and pressure of the job would have ex well would have getting made it go bigger and bigger because we're constantly thinking with the frontal lobe, we're constantly viewing things, we're constantly reading, we're constantly updating people, we're constantly talking. Yeah. It's probably, that's, so I, I think it's progressed it. Um, so the, what we all do, that was the... So oh, a week, week, week after yeah, you so, found out, so I went you were now waiting for the NHS. Yeah, like. and then I remember, so I had it, um, give me days right here. It'll have been the Thursday. The Thursday I had another big attack and thought, oh, this is no, no good. So my wife took us up to the RBI. We went, went in about five o'clock. We didn't get seen till about midnight. And I remember being taken to this room. They'd lost all my paperwork. So I was thinking, oh, crazy Moses. They, they didn't know what was kind of wrong with us. My wife was saying, he's got a brain tumor the size of a satsuma. We've seen it. Well, I hadn't seen the pictures at that point, but I've been told. So eventually they found it and they put us onto a ward. Um, and my wife went home. So I went, I went up to there. And then I remember at five o'clock in the morning, the woke us up and they give us some steroids. Um, and it was a, I think a Spanish doctor, a Portuguese doctor. And he says, do you want to see it? I went, oh yeah, definitely, oh yeah, yeah. So this is at five o'clock in the morning. So he, he, took, he, took, he took us into the, like the little station bit and he just clicked the button and then I thought, well, I can't really say anything. And then he flicked the next page, which was like obviously the reverse angle and he just seen it, it was massive. And I thought he went, that's it there. I went, bloody hell, huge. 
and everything kind of became clear as to why I was feeling ill, the pressure yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So they gave us the steroids to try and shrink it. And then, so I was in hospital about two or three days. Uh, and I'll never forget this, the surgeon, Dr. Jenkins, wow, what, what actually they call him Mr. Jenkins, because the surgeons don't get called Dr. Uh, incredible, what a fella. He's about six foot three or whatever. Um, light gray hair, tall, came in with bangles, sandals, and he comes in to me, so my bed's the table there, and he just puts his feet up like that. And he goes, and he goes right, I'm going on holiday next week. I'm going to try and get you in on Monday and get you sorted, get you done, and get you, get you dusted. The instant reaction was, I'm in incredibly safe hands. If this guy, this is his like, persona and he's, mental. He's either complete <laughs> inept <laughs> fool or he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. And he knows what he's doing. And he's, Good. I've done research after, I obviously, I looked into him and he, he, he did a lot of teachings and everything. This guy is incredible and I kind of praise him enough. I kind of praise, I kind of praise the hospital. Sure you're going to mention enough. the sandals again though, that's going to come back in, is it? Or, well, I hope so. I hope, yeah, next time I say, I hope we still got them on. Can't, right. can't allow, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a funny thing, but anyway. So not, no, normally when you go, you'll see them in Crocs or whatever. No, no, he was in just bare feet sandals and he had uh, bangles all over and he just thought, yeah, yeah, I'm in good hands. So so he, he's got his stress management sorted then, hasn't he? Unbelievable. And he's got Because this is literally brain surgery, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Life and death every time he touches anything. Um, it's a bit, bit more than a tax return for your window clean-up in Jarrett, like, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Right, don't, yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way, but... <laughs> that's right, though, yeah, yeah. I don't that's mean true. that in a bad way, but, yeah, it's like you kill, you, you, you're keeping people alive. Well, that's it, one wrong move. So that was the... So I got out on the Friday, uh, and my surgery was booked in for the Monday. So... I was playing cricket again, so I played cricket on the Saturday. Uh, I thought, because my life just needs to continue. Uh, whatever's kind of, it just continues on. Otherwise, continues what are you going to do? Well, that's it, yeah. And oh. sport's a big, big thing for me. It always has been football. I'm still I'm back playing over 40s football now. Um, so the cricket, we're playing at Wadey Easton. And I, I told all the lads, look, I've got a, I've got a brain tumor. I'm going to be out of action for whatever it was. And I remember going to bat, and I opened the baton, and I couldn't say, I literally just couldn't focus, couldn't say anything. And I got about five, I was batting about 20 overs. I was nicking off, I was missing everything. They were to, to, to be honest, I, I had a message in from one of the lads on the team and he, he said he couldn't notice any difference in your game. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise us. I, I. Just, he said he's never <laughs> hit anything, he couldn't hit a ball at all. That, well, that, the, uh, that, that was the running joke in fairness. But I remember getting pelters from the, the Easton lads and I was just giggling. I literally just couldn't stop laughing. And I think, what the hell is he laughing at? Because I was playing and missing and everything. You're just thinking of the ridiculousness of the whole thing. The whole scenario, yeah, without a doubt. So that was the Saturday. Um, and then we goes in the Monday morning. Um, so the Monday morning goes up to the hospital first thing. Uh, and obviously you've been there, you get the gown on, you've got to put the kegs on, and you think, oh, here we go. And the, the, the only, the one, so we went down at one o'clock in the afternoon. And the first time, and the, the one time I really got frightened and the one time I had like a, a panic attack was going into surgery. So Was that your first surgery then? Have you had any kind of surgery um, at all? Broken wrist was the only other surgery I think I've had. Oh no, I've, no, it is. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've had a, another lump removed from my chest as well, um, about eight years before. But I, not nothing major, of course. And um, so I went in, and I'm on the bed, and I remember my just they give us the injection, and as they were about to put the mask on, I think I had a panic attack at that point. That's my first one. And I thought, shit, what's going to happen here? And I've it's interesting. bolted up, but obviously that's just mask on, and, and then I'm gone. Uh, and then. Um, the rest is a blur because I was in intensive care, uh, well, HCU, high dependency unit, uh, HDI, whatever it's called. And um, so the next, the surgery was the afternoon, nighttime I came out apparently, I've got no memory of any of this. 
my wife, my mum, my dad came into the room um, when I was and I was talking. I was up, I was chipper, I was talking, I was everything was fine. But as soon as they went, I had a big seizure, and um, the hospital staff had to then give us a CAT scan or a CT scan, one of the two, because they were worried, thinking, "Shit, what what has gone on here?" And came back and everything seemed fine. I settled down. Unbeknown to me, mind you, you then lose your driving license for fifteen months oh. or twelve months. As soon as I think it's either either brain surgery or a seizure. Did you not know Instant. that? No. Going in? No, I didn't know that. So I hadn't planned or anything for and you'd had the car that. in the car park. I mean, the daily, daily <laughs> yeah. rates at hospitals. Daily rate. oh, <laughs> Quick, get in and get the car <laughs> Pick us up. I, my, it cost us a fortune because I, well, I went into the, on the ward for a week. I had Sky Sports and everything. That's about 40 quid a day. And then, oh, <laughs> it must have been rubbing the hands. It, it would be cheaper to sit outside and smoke. <laughs> well, it would be. I, oh. Yeah, it would be. Without a doubt. Um, so that's that was after the surgery. And then I started, come, well, I came around about three days later, um, kind of, there's a vigil by my bedside. The, the hospital staff were worried about us in terms of saying, why is his heart rate so low? Because they were thinking I was like, because my heart rate was getting down to, say, 40, 42 resting heart rate. That asked me, mum and dad, look, does he do kind of athletics and whatever? And say, well, he runs half marathons, plays football, and it all made sense to them as well. So then three days later, I found myself on the ward. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about the ward as well. Before we kind of got to the next bit. It's about two. I'd be on the ward two days, I think. And next door to me, there's, there's a guy called Gary. Now, obviously, I'm on the the brain injury ward, uh, and poor Gary, I hope he's probably still alive. But he um, he would walk the hallways, literally all day and all night. That was his kind of whatever. And um, his room was next door to me. So it was the middle of the night, and bearing in mind, you've been in hospital, you just can't get any sleep. It's when oh, you're on the beds, you just don't sleep. It's just the day is just blurring and everything. You, you've got no, you, you, you get no rest. Of course, if you're lying in bed all day as well, yeah. you've got no reason to fall asleep at night. Cause That's right. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're rested already, aren't you? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an awful, yeah. So I had a wheelchair for getting prepped for us to, um, so the, the door's there, Gary's room's there, my room's, I'm there, there's a door there, wheelchair's there. And it gets about four o'clock in the morning and I've just drifted off. And uh, so, because I'm in my own room, I've got my obviously shower and cubicle and everything. And it, all I hear is crash, bang, water. Poof, Gary comes through my door. The wheelchair is like smashing into the wall. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Look over. And bear in mind, I'm out of surgery like five days. I've just got no strength to do anything. I couldn't shout at anyone. I'm just thinking, oh no, what is happening here? Gary comes in through the room, goes to my toilet, puts me light, like goes into the toilet room, puts the lights on, <laughs> does his business, just goes back out, closes the door and goes into his own room. And I'm like that. Oh God. I think I've just dodged the bullet there. And then... How did he realise he was in the wrong room? It's like, this oh. isn't quilted velvet. <laughs> God knows. Cushel, I haven't got Cushel. What a... Aye. And I, I'm, I'm panicking this thing. Oh God. So that was the that was the big thing that happened in hospital. And then the next morning, I had to tell the nurses and the, 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 whether they've locked the door after that. I've got no idea. But I, did, I didn't see Gary again. And, uh, but I hope he's oh, all right. No. Aye. So, I, I, my, my, my worst thing... I, I, in a weird way, I quite, I've, I've had probably three major batches in hospital for like a fortnight apiece or so. And the first one is, is a bit like your wake-up experience. Yeah. Can't remember a great deal about it. Um, but the other two, because I knew I wasn't dying by this point. Yeah. And I knew I was there for a, a specific purpose that, you know, that, 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 it made it easier. It meant you could actually just not relax into it. But it, yeah. 
you didn't have the same worry and dread on you the whole time, you know. Um, but I quite enjoyed hospital in a weird way. Yeah, it I, can be relaxing. Yeah, um, I, I caught up on a lot of listening on all, <laughs> audio yeah, books yeah, yeah. and you know podcasts. You're and, very well looked after as well. Oh, uh, and, and I've got to be honest with you that, that yeah, the, 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 I'll say the nursing team, whether it's whether the nurses or what they are, but that, that sounds horrible, but not the consultants, the, yeah, yeah. the people who look after you on the ward. Yeah. Um, they couldn't have done more, mind you. They, they, they really couldn't. Um, but I also find you get out of people what you put in as well, mind you. So I, I would like to think I wasn't awkward. My wife, my wife's probably sitting going, he's the most awkward person I've ever met. But, but I, you know, I, I would like to think I was a nice patient. Ah, yeah. Um, have a bit rapport with the nurses. And, and, and you just have a bit crap with them. You do, you know? I, and, uh, and, and they do look after you, you know? And, you know, I... Yeah, so uh, I mean, I even got to the point where I was rating the bait, and that you know, I I, I liked the bait. It reminded me it's of right. old school school dinners. It, I, I did really, really Three like a day. really good bait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that like it's highlighting me day. Like, yeah. what's it the day? Shepherd's <laughs> pie. Oh my god, Shepherd's <laughs> pie. So like, absolutely brilliant. But listen, uh, I, I, Andy, you mentioned something before about you know, when you had your first panic attack, putting the mask on. And, I, and, and again, this isn't about me, but I had a similar thing. I, I used to give blood. I used to go to, you know, Hewith Church Hall, wherever it's called, next to the roundabout when I lived over there. I used to give blood, you know, yeah. regular donor and all kinds of stuff. Never, I don't enjoy a needle, but I've never been afraid of a needle, never. And, and for some reason, when I eventually ended up in hospital after a couple of weeks of turmoil, um, I just, I wouldn't let them take any blood. Yeah. I just, I'd like, I wasn't like I, I wasn't aggressive, too. but I was just like I was yeah. like, look, I, I cannot let you. You just there's no way you're putting that in us. Yeah. And my wife was like, this is really embarrassing. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't right. care. And and then for literally about six months, bear in mind I was giving blood pretty much every day. Yeah. It's always something in and out of us for months. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do it unless I was holding a hand. Aye. It didn't matter who it was, any hand. And yeah. I, 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 it was so weird well, I'm for exactly, that one little thing to be so afraid of. I'm very similar as well. So obviously before, I don't think I had a phobia of needles, but yeah. now I do. So because... It, so, so, well, that's off getting stabbed thousands of times, well, presumably. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, so technically the, the Monday before my treatment, um, and this is probably the reason why I, I hate them, is that when you... Actually, the RVI, you never have to strip off when you go into the um, MRI scan, but the Freeman you do. So on the Monday, went to the Freeman, uh, clothes off, gown on, uh, and the guy came and he said, right, we'll, we need to put the blood on. Oh, God. And it's the thing, oh, I, can't, I really don't like it. So I'll, every time that I'll do it, I'll have to either have to look away, close my eyes, or just kind of look, Oh yeah, uh, I, mean, kind I, of do anything. I don't look, I'm not an animal. Nah. I, don't, I can't understand people who look <laughs> yeah, at that. Think, why would you watch that? Oh, so, so he put it in, so he put, he put it in there, and it was just like an awkward, dull pain. And I was saying, oh, this is no good. So I went into the MRI scan and I was in for half an hour this time actually and um, it was just dull and I was thinking I can't wait for this to be over and I just but I would feel like warm and I was thinking I'm not sure what's was going on Was it just not in right or something? Or? Wasn't in right. So when I, when I come up with the MRI scan the blood was all over the bed uh. and all over my gown and he, uh, he went Ooh, that's not meant to happen. I went no I know I'm definitely not and he pulled but it out. Of course to tell you to lie still should have oh, yeah. it's like. But when he pulled it out it was at a 90, well, 90 degree angle. There. So he, he'd gone in, couldn't get it in, and it, like, so uh, that was where uh, the pain was coming. So I'm um, any needle, I hate, I hate them in the there, I hate them in the there. I just 
hate them. So I'm exactly the same as you. Uh, and that's why. Well, well, what's interesting because because again because I'm not bothered now. I mean I was there a week ago Friday or whenever it was. I'm there again in a couple of weeks. I've got a pile of letters somewhere of all the dates I've got coming. But anyway, um, the one the one that did really bother us is someone tried to do something on on the back of my hand. Mm. And then they normally just do it here, and it's no bother, you know. Yeah. And it, she said, "Oh, I'll do the back of your hand because you've had loads." I was like, "You've had loads of action up there. We'll try <laughs> yeah, it." So yeah, well, go on if you if you if you want, you know. And um, and I tell you what, I I mean nothing against the poor lass, like, but she was on for bloody ages. <laughs> I try to get even. Oh man, and I was I was like, I've never had any bother. I mean, you can normally see the veins uh, sticking yeah. out. I was like, look, there's that one's like shouting <laughs> just at you. Just, just get that one, please. <laughs> and she went, "No, no, we're nearly there." And and and. and it's not that it hurts, it's that, but then when it keeps happening, it yeah. eventually just really does knack, doesn't aye, it? It does, aye. and it just, um, it, it then, even though if it doesn't hurt, if it goes in straight away and it's fine, it's still the thing, oh, here we go again, so I've still got to look away and I've still got to grip something, and I'm exactly the same. I, I, I've I'd set myself a challenge now and I've got it down to the, to I now just I tense my toes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, but I don't think I'll ever shake that off. <laughs> I, I don't need a hand anymore, aye, I'm not yeah. a baby, you know. But, uh, just tense. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just every time I like tense my hand a little bit. So whatever bit, you, you know. can do to get through it, that's ah, the main God, thing. Ah. Listen, we're not here to talk about needle phobias anyway. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 one thing that's quite interesting is, and one of the reasons I started doing this version of, 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 of my chats that I do, is um, I realised that in the face of what to some people would be enough to just crush them, their spirit, yeah. mentally, you would just be finished. There's a staggering number of people out there who just seem to find a way to get on, mm. and I th- and and, and my hope is that we can give people something to just think. Well, someone who's just had a diagnosis, you never know; they might find this podcast and go, "This lad sitting there laughing about it four years on." Yeah. How how do you do that? What what's what's your because it doesn't sound like it's denial. I think you're suggesting no, there was a bit of denial, no. but I, don't, I think it's more than that. And what I'm trying to kind of get across, so hence why I'm doing these radiation diaries every day. And I've, I've had fantastic traction with a few people on Twitter who are about to go through the same thing or are going, have gone through the same thing. Because you hear radiotherapy and you think, oh man. Yeah. Because some people do have a bad time. They do, without a doubt. And let's not mask over that. Yeah. But, but to see someone who isn't. Yeah. It's got to give people a lift, hasn't it? Well, that's what I'm hoping for. And it was, uh-huh. it's the reason why I've set this up because the reason why I'm doing the diaries are, and I thought I was going to get no traction. It was just for me in, in fairness. And I, I didn't do it on Facebook because I think I put on the first time because I've got more friends on Facebook than I have on Twitter or what I did have at the time. I'm not sure. I don't know what the numbers are now. Um, but I just didn't want to like clog everyone's feed on Facebook, I thought Twitter, I'd just scroll past and it's done. Yeah, the cricket lads go, oh man, it's on me again. Again, yeah, exactly. Again. So yeah, and I was thinking, if I get that loads of time, I'm just going to bore people, I thought it's, it's no good. So that's why I've done it on Twitter, where it's there's probably a bit more of a network there as such. Um, but the, the kind of traction I've getting through the Brain Tumor Charity, because I've been tagging them in Action Radiotherapy, they've been getting in touch with us as well, um, is to try and help people out there who are unsure what's going what's going to go on. I was. Yeah. When I heard I'm only have to go through 30 doses of radiotherapy, the first thing you think of is, shit, how am I going to feel? What 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 am I going to look like? What's going to happen? I mean, I've got no hair anyway, so that, that's not an issue in any case. And I don't think you ever had hair, really, did you? 21, I started so, going so if you're worried you're going to lose your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a good example of <laughs> someone to look at. <laughs> that's not what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 21 when I started losing mine. Um, 
is to kind of get over that, well, not get over the fear, but to try and help people going through potentially the fear. Yeah. Now, the, the thing with kind of what I was going on on, on behavioral attitudes is, for, for me personally, is if we want to be, if we have an ailment and we want to be ill, we can be ill. That's not this, that's, some people have a lot worse than what I, I'm, well, I know completely that I'm very, very lucky, very lucky in the terms of that mine's a meningioma. It's non-cancerous, which I found out, and I've had no real side effects, and it's mine's a very slow grower. It's not a thing that's going to kill us. You still had a, a pretty major operation, though, which, again, a lot of people would have came out of them and thought, well, yes. I'll have a hand me noticing. Yeah. I know it's, it's different when it's your own firm <laughs> yeah. as well, mind yeah. you, but, yeah. yeah. But no, go on. That, that, that's, that's right. Um, but I, th I think you, people can play on it, and there will be people out there, not play on it's not the right word, but they can kind of let it take them down. Whereas it's a, it's a it's a crutch. The, 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 the phenomenon. I, I, I might I might be on the wrong topic here, but there's a there's, there's a there's a I don't know what it is. There's, there's a behaviour where people who are worried about a big exam, for instance, will purposely go out and get absolutely bladdered the night before, yeah. so they can blame the fact that Failed. they were hungover yeah. for the anticipated failure. Yeah. I can't know where I read that, but I, th I thought. Oh, I've seen that so many yeah. times, and and I wonder if it's like I don't know if it's like a variation of the same thing, but it's like what well, I would love to do that, but I can it. Yeah, and it's like well, hold on, can you not, or are you just saying you can't? Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's the thing. I, I think it's everyone's different. So in look, I hundred percent get that what I've kind of gone through and what other people go through and what potentially is to come can be debilitating for a lot of people. And it's, it's not the same. You're not saying everyone's no. faking. No, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. And no. Faking's not the right word. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is if your mentality is positive as opposed to being negative about it, and yeah. this is what I'm trying to get across with my positivity for with everything, if your mentality is positive, you give yourself the best possible chance to get through it yeah. and continue on with normal life. Because what I didn't want to do is, because what I was expecting, if I'm honest with you, was from week one and week two because I was planning on doing the Great North Run um, during my treatment because I thought it was going to fall I was going to start just the week before so I mean I did the Great North Run in any case um, good time as well 135 which wasn't bad alright uh, right, <laughs> <laughs> but then my treatment started the week after so the, the plan was going to be to continue training do the Great North Run but then I thought after that because I'd never really done any research was I'd start to feel fatigued tired lethargic not being able to do anything and I thought from week three four five and six it was it was that the size of your head because you were like a, you know bragging about your time in the north room pretty was much it? yeah, was yeah. It he the time? heaviness of it yeah yeah oh, it's I the heaviness oh, right, okay. but I, I thought week like, we, we three to five to six would have been progressively getting worse yeah uh, progressively getting better so week three and four are kind of and you'll see on on the, the twitter where I was saying about getting brain fog and feeling tired and whatever that was because I was full of cold and probably had a bit of flu since then, we so yeah, last week, week five, never felt better. Um, Which is crazy, isn't it? Mental, yeah, Duh, mental. Yeah. And I'm doing this still every day. So because I'm still training, whether I'm playing golf, whether I'm running, whether I'm walking, getting as minimum of 10,000 steps in, my mentality is to out-train this fatigue, and that, that's where it's been. That's not going to be the case for anyone, but I'm kind of hopefully giving people a, a platform to say, it's not going to be as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but everyone's different. People have got to go through chemo at the same time, which is then a different scenario. Is there is there a case though? I I, I have chemo twice every six months, and I've got to be honest with you. Apart from the maybe three days where I get the shits, yeah, and like you know, 
feel like crap. Yeah. It's weird. My dose must be much lower than people get when they need it for cancer, mind yeah. you. Um, but I kind of go, and, and, I, and I sometimes feel like um, like guilty that I've told people I was getting it because yeah. they go, oh, oh, that must be terrible. And yeah. you're like, well, actually, it's not that bad. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is It is bad, Yeah. but it's not It's not like you think it's good. For, for me, it isn't what I've been led to believe it's going to be. Well, you just said a word there that I've kind of felt for quite a while, like going through this as well, guilty, because you think, should I be worse? Or am I kind of clogging people's time up with feeling fine when other people are kind of, and you, you do feel, instantly you feel guilty. How, how much of that is 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 your own doing though, Andy? Because I, cause I remember years ago, <laughs> there's that big head again, isn't it? Oh, it's all me, it's all me. I mean, the NHS were there, but... <laughs> But um, no, joke on the side, because I remember when I met you, what must be, what, three and a half years ago, then we had a, we had a chat about a whole co- host of stuff. Yeah. And I remember not long after, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember you reached out to us, and, 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 and we talked about this when we met, but he kind of went, look, if, we, if you want any help on diet, keeping your chin up, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, and, you know, it, it, like how to try and be as healthy as you can whilst having it. Mm. Um, and I, and I, anyway, I, my dad was an old school working class jolly, so he just ate more food and did less. Yeah. But but he, he had terminal cancer yeah. anyway. Um, but it was it was quite interesting because you were kind of like, look, these things really helped me massively. And and and, and if I could, I would put it down to like three things. Your attitude is awesome. It's like it's not it's not going to be this or if it beats us, I'm going to give it a damn good try. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but you couple that with, then with 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 fitness and and kind of diet as well, mm-hmm. don't you? It's not yeah. just it's not just I get up in the morning, like look in the mirror and do like a no, no. motivational. Yeah, you, you you're, you're living it as well, aren't you? Yeah, you're not just talking about like, oh look after yourself because you looked into diet and a host of other things, didn't you? Massive. So I got in with a guy called Ryan Martin from Liverpool. Um, and he kind of it just cleansed, so went through a big, big cleanse, and I went from oh, I can't remember what weight I was, but I went down to ten and a half stone. Bearing in mind I couldn't train because obviously I was just in recovery, but just through diary, and it was eating clean, organic. It was everything. It was really clean, yeah. staying off the drink. Um, so for for this one, I'm, I'm probably about six or seven pound down now from when I started, purely because I've trained and I haven't drank for seven weeks. I mean that's going to come to an end on Friday. Um, with vigour or I think quite a bit of vigour yeah yeah or uh, as much vigour as I draft three pence a pint less now yeah, so or, uh, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. get the draft Happy in days. support support your local I might say about 18 pence yeah that'd be lovely <laughs> um, listen pretend you can drink six pints <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. do the maths for you six yeah, pints you reckon between me and my wife in fairness because I'll struggle that's for certain so I'm set about six or seven pounds down something like that that's just between uh, diet because what I'll, 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 I've done it quite regularly Every week I'll record kind of what I eat, just on a, on on my phone, and then obviously what I train as well, um, just to see I'm staying net calories. Yeah. Just it's it just the way I do it in fairness because I've got the potential to potentially balloon out if I if I didn't. Um, so, but I've always been the same. But the cleanliness of food was huge afterwards, and that really worked for me, and it got me into a real good mental state as well. What was the most surprising? Because this isn't this isn't about diet necessarily, but I know that. I, that busyness feels like it might have been something that helped you keep your mind busy as well. Mm-hmm. And 
you, you pig head and this for a better word of right well I'm going to eat healthy yeah you'll you'll presumably go into the far end and make sure you're doing it as well as possible yeah what was the most surprising thing that you thought oh, I really enjoyed that I can't believe it was such a bad thing to eat well um the, the thing with, with me because this happened actually I don't know when it happened in fairness I couldn't tell you but I've got no sense of taste or smell anymore Right. So because the tumour was lying there, was lying on my nerve endings, it killed all the nerve endings for the, for the, for the nasal. So, so is food just a function for you now then, rather than a, well, it, a pleasure? No, not necessarily because you eat with your eyes, technically. So that's how I eat now. So I, I can eat, if you put a, a plate of salad, even though I do like salad, but a plate of salad or a burger, I'd still gravitate towards the burger, just because purely with your eyes. That's interesting. So, well, it, I, yeah, I mean, it's, if you think about it, when you, if you hold your nose, now, the you you get lose you lose all your sense of taste, and people automatically think so. If COVID, for example, people are kind of losing their sense of taste and smell with COVID, people are panicking. Well, that's my everyday life, and has been for the, probably the last five or six years, even before the surgery, because I can't remember when it when it really lost it. Um, but you get you very quickly get used to it, um, and you you no longer okay, you no longer get the flavors, but you just because it looks nice. The brain sinks itself to think. Tells you it's going to be nice. It's a nice meal, yeah. yeah. So it's um, it it yeah, it's an interesting one. So the, the the eating healthy, it doesn't doesn't bother me in turn. I can, I can kind of, so I, I never went to the furthest end of, of weighing, and I know a lot of people do if they're really going after the weight. It was just kind of eating eating clean, eating yeah. healthy, yeah. and trying to um, kind of flush out the toxins, and that's what that's what I kind of uh, believe. So, so 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 right because. You know, we're, we're both from fairly modest backgrounds. Mm. Um, <laughs> looks like we've never left either sitting here, <laughs> sitting there like two clips as well. But, but, um, but, 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 but what a lot of people might be hearing here is, because you're running your own business, I know you've got partners now in the business, but you are running your own business, probably thinking, well, he's in accountancy, so he's got the money and the time for all of this. What, 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 what about if you're, you know, you're, mentioned a window cleaner before but what 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 if how easy would it be for people to adopt your kind of thinking here who maybe aren't in the same position as you you I know they've got a boss who's ringing up saying where are you yeah you can't just leave what's going on i mean it's a very valid point i think hopefully that the that person can also still look at kind of what i've done is a mechanism of saying we can get over it quickly. So it's it's not it's not forever. It, yeah, it's not forever. Yeah. So I mean, technically, if, if you look at my recovery time on the on the, the first surgery, which is obviously the big one, my recovery time now is, is fine. I, I don't need any recovery time. I might I've slowed down a little bit, just for through personal choice to make sure that I'm in good working order and exercise and what have you. But the first time when I went through surgery, so the recovery time, I think I had a week in hospital. I was in I was in the house probably about six weeks. But I was walking, I was walking within three weeks of being home and I was walking kind of like eight, nine mile a day. Right. So my mind, and then, and then I started to introduce work. So when we, when you've just mentioned about that, the meeting that you've had for the hour and a half and the kind of fatigue and, and the mental exhaustion you get, well, I was kind of put myself back into that after about three weeks. So I was saying, right, okay, well, let's just do an hour or two emails, yeah. phone calls, didn't meet up with any client at that point, but I was back in the office. I'll tell you a story, a funny story in a sec. Um, I was back in the office probably within about five to six weeks of surgery, yeah. um, and that's just because because I I was on my own at the time. I had the staff, of course, but I was on my own running the business at the time. So my mentality is right. Need because I'm a kind of control freak as well. 
and you will be with the business that we're in. Uh, well, we're no, not. I'm definitely not. I, I think I'm the exception. <laughs> Everyone else is like, we've got to check everything. I was like, ah, I trust people. <laughs> we've, got, well, we've got good people. Good. I just let them get on with it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good position to be in. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I, I'm kind of, even now, I'm still a control freak. Um, so I, I wanted to be back in as quick as I can. So the the kind of the if yes I'm I'm self-employed. It's probably worse being self-employed than it is actually being employed. Well, you've got no protection, I suppose, have right. you? Unless you've paid for it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you know yourself. If you're kind of running a business, the clients want to speak to you, and you're always worried about are they going to go elsewhere because they can't speak to me. Well, there is there is yeah. an interesting question on that, which this isn't really about business, but but you've opened that door, I suppose. You're talking very openly about this, and you have the whole time. There must have been some clients who thought, hold on, Andy's, hold on, he's talking yeah. about brain frog. Yeah. Brain frog? That's the lesser known <laughs> symptom. Yeah. You get. yeah. Brain fog, you know, forgetting things. And, and, and that, you must have had a lot of clients who were like thinking, well, uh, watching it with interest, let's just say. Quite possibly. I mean, yeah. how, how did he come out of that then? Did... The, the first time, um, I don't think we lost any or many clients during the time. Um, because kind of at that point we had a re- I've got a, well I've got a good relationship with the clients that I look after. We're we're getting to some and you'll be exactly the same with some clients now. I, I don't I've never met because yeah. Alex and Dawn and the team look after them really really well. Um, but back then it was kind of it was still kind of all all myself and I had a, I've, I've got a very good relationship with the clients. So I don't think we actually lost any and people actually did give us a, a, a bit of a break. And with this six weeks as well, that, that clients have been very very good because yeah. they've. they've they realised that I'm what I'm going through, and have just ran the office, spoke to Alex and Dawn, spoke to the rest of the team, and have given me that kind of peace and tranquility yeah. to look after myself at that point. Obviously, that will will get back into gear. Um, but it's an interesting one because you never ever know what a client's really thinking, and they'll never tell you that. And like, well, not just a client, anyone, they'll never know what they're thinking. Pe- pe- people are like that. Yeah, because yeah. you mentioned something about um, before when people are thinking, "Are you all right?" kind of on death's door when you, you and you do feel guilty with it and you think well I'm not on death's door really but I'm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm fine um, and you just wonder if, how clients envisage a view that and you, you, you kind of never know you just got to kind of roll with it um, so if clients leave what reason have they left for they'll never tell you and you just yeah. you just don't know it's a, yeah because because I think in any game, if you if 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 you if you're responsible, I mean, actually, it doesn't matter whether you're responsible for looking after your customer base, your client base, finding the work, or, or whether you're someone on the ground who just kind of turns up and does a shift. Mm-hmm. I think often a massively underplayed thing is 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 relationship building with people. Oh, huge, yeah, yeah, huge. Because it must have been a massive. Because a lot, a lot, a lot of my clients that I speak to a lot. I now don't really do any work for them anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, the, the team do most yeah, of the yeah. work, um, but I still speak to people, and I, I, you know, I know the names of their kids, and mm-hmm. you know, get invited to christenings and all kinds of stuff. And it, and it's it's actually it's, a lot of these people are more friends than clients, aren't they? That sounds really sure. corny, and I'm not saying that just for the camera. That's that's actually what it's like. Um, and I think it's inevitable if you've dealt with people for years that you do become a friend, sure. and then a friend wouldn't just go, oh, he's ill, right? That's it, I'm off, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you could argue the people you lost were the clients you didn't want anyway. Yeah, exactly. I, it, does that make sense? Yeah, and that, that's, I'm trying to wrap, wrap, that's if we actually lost any during that time. Um, I'm not really, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's exactly the, the, the mentality that you'd have, right? Well, you, you, you didn't want to be there when kind of I was going to be worse, so 
I don't want you to be there when I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Um, and we've put things in place to kind of make sure that your service hasn't changed. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we've done. I mean, the, the, the two guys at the office, Alex and Dawn, are, they've done an incredible job and step up and look after Jarrow. So they, they've taken a lot of the, the pressure off us and, and the South Shield office kind of runs itself with, the, with the, the top team that we've got there. So, and that, that goes with all the stuff. So it, it's, it, I'm, it's actually allowed me to kind of step back this six weeks and think we've done better than what I kind of, and hopefully then my control freakness will kind of reduce significantly. It's quite humbling as well, isn't it? You go, it is. maybe I wasn't as important as I thought. Yeah, <laughs> and to be fair, because my phone used to go 10 to the dozen. Now it's not going 10 to the dozen. For the first couple of weeks, I'm thinking, wow, what's happened? What, yeah. what, somebody ring me. Yeah, please. yeah. But now I'm thinking, what oh, a lovely it is. <laughs> I know, I know. That's yeah, quiet. Yeah. And I, I probably get more work done in a sh- much shorter space of time because of it, which has been really, really nice. Um, if, 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 if you, one of the things I thought you were going to say earlier when you said, oh, you know, how many, how many days in a row have I got to do this? And it's quite time consuming, yeah. isn't it? With all your traveling, all the yeah. sitting, everything else. Yeah. It, you can't really plan much else in, can you really? Not really, no. So one of the things I thought you were going to go is, well, that's going to take so much of me time. Yeah. It must make you then prioritize things pretty well, does it? You, you must just think, well, I've got, I haven't got any spare time for rubbish. Yeah, yeah well, actually, it's a, it's a good way of putting it. So, technically, my um, when we first started, obviously, it was like kind of like morning stuff. Um, so, I would play golf in the morning. So, I'd get up at half past six, seven o'clock, round the golf with with the, with the lads, and then I would go to the hospital, and then I would probably do a little bit of work afterwards. So, I did. I'm doing more work now than what I did at the very start. Um, but yeah, prioritizing is right. The, the family kind of the dimension look after themselves. My wife Julie does a cracking job with the kids and they're in really good safe hands and everything. Yeah. So it allows me to kind of, and she's allowed me to kind of look after, look after me own mentality. Um, but now, so my exercise is technically running at the office, which is like two miles in South Shields and then two miles back. And if I want to do a detour, I'll do three miles or whatever. Yeah. So I get my mileage in that way just by kind of incorporating. Your commute. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so you've gone green. In the middle, I have, yeah, certainly have. I mean, I've got an electric car as well, so I keep it green, but uh, no, I, I, I can't drive it at the minute, so I'm, it's, I'm very green, <laughs> certainly very green, green trainers. Um, and then I'll actually play football on a Saturday morning over 40s. So I've kept, I've kept my hand in with, with everything. Because um, again, there'll be a lot of people out there thinking, oh, he plays cricket, football, golf, runs. Yeah. I presume you do, you do other stuff. None of these are things you would think people would be doing after they've had a massive lump took out of the heat. No. As you'd go, well, oh, that's the end of that, then I'll never run a marathon. I mean, well, I, I was chatting to a guy two weeks ago who ran the London Marathon, and he's, he's got terminal cancer. I've been watching him. Is he, what's he called, Chris? Chris, ah. Uh, nah, fantastic. Yeah. And oh, I meant to do just, that. Yeah. It's incredible. Again, it's just a normal, normal lad, yeah. you know? I mean, he's, 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 he's a Mac and Mike, but... Oh, is it? Oh, right, okay. I've changed my, I mean, I've changed my opinion. I think he's... <laughs> Well, you're in shields, is that not? <laughs> yeah, hold on. I'm living clean, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got a season ticket in Newcastle. We'll, we'll not join that debate as, as <laughs> yeah. to whether you're a Geordie or a Matt member. So, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 again, it's like there are people out there who, who again, just blow you away. I mean, I, you know, it's times I was chatting with Chris and times now I'm thinking, where does it come from? How do you bottle this? How do you harness it, you know? But do you think it has to just be there or do you think it can, do you think it can come? No, I, I think, it, it, I think, Personally, I think you can definitely come. Um, so you can you can change. So someone can live forty years, get news, and then all of a sudden become. But do you think? Or yeah, I, I do actually. I think with something like that, if you, if you get the news and then you get kind of not forced, 
let's let's say exercise because there's people out there who just don't exercise, don't need exercise, and, and haven't. If they get an ailment like this, they can go one or two ways. In fairness, they can sit back and think, right, that's kind of coming to an end, which is hopefully the mentality they don't take, or then kind of not embrace it. Embrace is the wrong word, I think, but fight it and say, right, okay, I'm not going to let this be the the end. And then if if you think it, so technically when I, when I did it the first time, my diet went fantastic and I lost the weight and got me back quicker. But I was already sporty in any case. Yeah, yeah. But some people might think, right, now I need to start going to the gym and now I need to start walking, I need to start being athletic. Maybe he's not going playing football competitively, or yeah, but they can yeah. do their own thing and everyone's mentality can take them to that and get in recovery. Can should, has to be quicker and more stronger if you're exercising look after yourself you as well. You think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I exercise more frequently now than I have done for years. Yeah. Because, because I, I, yeah. The added, the old adage is, I mean, if we take the computer, for example, you, you'll have heard shit in, shit out. That's the, yeah. that's the terminology. And your body's exactly the same, shit in, shit out. Yeah. The the gut is obviously the, the brain of the, technically the, the main brain of the body. I, I saw something about the gut being the second brain. It's, it's actually the, the main brain in, in fairness because it, it feeds everything and the yeah. brain's technically the second brain. But yeah, that, but, I, I saw yeah. someone talk about it and it was really interesting because I, I thought, what what crap's this? Actually, I watched about 20 minutes of so I was like, well, he makes some pretty good points. Yeah. yeah, and this is what Ryan was kind of teaching me yeah. originally. But mind, after a kind of about eight weeks, I reverted back to type back on the drink, back on eating whatever I wanted to, and you, you do fall by the wayside. I'm not as kind of strong-willed as that. Put me in, in an exercise, I'll exercise all day long. Kind of the other mentality thing, yeah, okay, do what I need to get over. Um, and But I'm quite weak when it comes to food and drink and stuff like that. Oh, man, you mentioned a burger <laughs> before and I nearly bit your leg. I, you know, I, mean, I haven't had yeah. a massive juicy burger with all the relish, and oh, I haven't had one of them for so long. <laughs> yeah, well, well, my cheat at the minute is chocolate, just eating too much chocolate, because I'm not drinking, I'm eating sweetly stuff. If you're blasting loads of exercise all the time, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's someone somewhere would say you can't eat what you want just because you exercise. But at least if you're doing the exercise, you it's get a bit of, you, you get leeway on you the do, on I, the crap yeah, yeah, yeah. But but do you still try and eat relatively clean though? Yeah, I will. So, so I if you have to... a big like a big burger, is it is it still, you know, a nice bit of meat? Uh rather than just the Yeah, I do I do try to I mean the, the organic stuff is a bit tricky because my wife will go shopping and don't forget there's four people in the household as well. And organic's bloody expensive as Ridiculously well. Ridiculously expensive. Oh. And it, it's one of the big things that I noticed kind of when I went through it because I, I went, when I was going through the, the diet and eating healthy stage, um, Christ, I even turned down a Sunday dinner at me, my mother-in-law's because I was eating healthy and I didn't want to have the gravy because it had all the whatever else in. And I went, that was like kind of extreme. Um, you, you know you're doing it properly when you're eating dry boiled potatoes oh, like no doubt I, and it was I mean I went, remember going to um, someone like Bella Italia in the medical centre with, with the kids and uh, I had they had pizzas pastas and everything and I had a, a, a vegan vegetable dish I was, and I, I thought well, that's not really me but I did it and um, so I, I've got that mentality but if I need to I have got that yeah. kind of drive and energy but like weighing stuff no I've never done that um, but going shopping, I remember going shopping and you're looking at kind of a cucumber, which is like 30 pence for a normal one or, or like £1.20 for a, an organic one. Spinach, everything was like four times the price and it yeah. is now and you think... You've got to really want that cucumber. Of course you have. Yeah. But why yeah. would... Why would I, I mean, it, that, it's a different conversation, but why the difference in prices and stuff? I'd obviously... That's I, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, to be honest, you, you can probably answer it 
because you cannot sell as many yeah. if you kind of grow them as quickly. Right. There's a whole, re yeah. I mean, I think in time, hopefully, if enough people take the hit and buy the expensive cucumber, people will realise that people are happy to buy it. Yeah. And it, take I mean, a while markets though. normally settle, don't yeah, they? Yeah, markets yeah. will settle eventually. But um, organic food is very, very expensive. Very yeah, expensive. yeah. We, 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 um, God, uh, she's, yeah, to Rebecca, my wife's like, oh, yeah, she's, she's vegetarian, but she, she cooks meat for us. And she's like, oh, we'll, we'll at least get good meat. And I'm like, just get to Iceland, get like <laughs> yeah. 60 chickens for a fiver. Yeah, yeah. And she's we like, while the kids are eating Waitrose, like, take a little chicken fillet and that for like 1990. You know, I was like, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, yeah, I couldn't afford to eat as much chicken as I eat if uh, I was eating yeah. organic. But uh, yeah, I should probably just eat less chicken. <laughs> yeah. um, so what 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 what's what's next then? What's I mean? Because obviously you're going through this now four years later. So the, what, is this you now fixed, or is this just something you'll have to go through every now and again? We don't know. We hope. So technically, with mine with mine being a mini woman, so kind of the I'll go back to the when I was in the hospital. So after the operation's done and you feel kind of euphoric, I'm going to go home. Remember the, the nurse coming in and saying, right now we're, we're, we're sent off for biopsy, we're now need to, we're going to tell you if it's cancerous or not. And then you think, oh, so like the elation that you felt was like just someone pulled the heart out of you and, yeah. and you think, oof. Yeah. So, but luckily I found out just before I'd gone and so the, the nurse came into the, the room and, and said, right, luckily it's grade one cancer. And I'm thinking, the word cancer, you're thinking, whoa. Uh, and she went, which is benign. And think, oh, great. Oh, wow, well, yeah, should really not call it, yeah. And that's Can we right. call that something else, yeah, please? Cause, yeah, because they do it on grade, so grade one, I think it's grade one to four, and obviously four is yeah. um, horrendous. Uh, but grade one is is, is benign. Right. So the, that's what they're waiting for. They were waiting to see, is it grade one or grade two? Right. So unbeknown to me, so when it came back grade one, happy days, they, they were 99% sure that this one is also grade one. Because uh, the meningioma tends to be, I think it's 95% the way it's malignant. Uh, sorry, benign, 5% malignant. So I, I, hopefully I'm all right and mine's just grown because of what it is. Um, but they'll, they'll not know. So the, the plan will be is hopefully, I think I, I spoke to the nurse on Monday. So where are we now? October, end of October, I'll finish. Probably in three months time, which will be January, I'll have a scan. Six months, I'll have a scan. And then a year scan. And then from that, they'll be confident whether it, it's, it's coming back yeah, or not, yeah. or whether they've gotten it. And yeah. then I'll have a, a yearly scan from that. Because it, it, it's... So how this came about again for, for the radiotherapy, I had a scan, obviously my scans after the surgery look fine, came back, nothing there, happy days, you're, you're empty. Um, and then I had a scan in October uh, and I was at a client actually um, and I got a, a phone call off my wife in February. So this was just before my 40th birthday and she said, um, your brain tumor's back. I went, oh for fuck's sake. Uh, but it, take, it took them like three months to send a letter, four months to send a letter out to let us know that it was back. And um, it just, I come up with the words on the letter, but it just says, you've, you've got now four fragments starting to regrow. I've spoken them since, and what it was, the, the think when they've taken the tumour out, they'll have missed little bits, which is natural. I mean, taking uh, things yeah. out, and I've got no problem with that. Uh, and these little fragments are starting to grow, which will then would come back into... In time, they'll be exactly. Hence why we're getting the radiotherapy. There's one story I want to kind of tell you about as well. The brain doesn't like getting tickled. So when after the surgery, and it's, it's funny, I mean, because I remember seeing like shooting stars and everything, and you're like, what the hell's going on there? And it's in your own brain. So there was one, <laughs> one time, I tell a story quite regularly, the pals and anyone that listen in fairness. 
So when I used to walk to work because obviously I couldn't drive and it was four and a half mile and four and a half mile back. So I used to walk to work, but I'd get changed when I got to the office. So just before I was coming back home, um, I went downstairs into the very back office to get changed into walking gear again. So I think I, I'm thinking I'm getting ready, shoes on, everything, hat on, coat on and everything. And I'm just about to leave the office and I realised I hadn't put my pants on. <laughs> so I had my shoes on, my kegs on, my coat on and my hat on, just about to walk the office thinking, whoa, what the, what the hell's gone on there? Yeah, that old one, oh, that old excuse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As yeah. the police came on the corner. Oh, I didn't realise I was naked, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I had to literally run back into the office, get my pants on and think, wow. But the brain, so the, the, the funny things that the brain does and plays tricks on you when Crazy. it's being tickled, the, I've got it, there's a few other stories. What, 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 what? This might seem like a rather, rather weird question, but if you take something out of your head, mm. what happens to the space, the when void? So what, what happened with the space? Because when the, the first scan that I had, you can still see that the space and void, the brain hadn't kind of pushed back. So, so is everything that was there then compressed and then like will decompress? Yes, over time. Right, okay. Yeah. So now I'm guessing, because I've got, I mean, I don't know if you can see there, I've got four pins, one, two, three, four, and obviously my skull's back on. I mean, I've watched the surgery after, not mine, but like the, the same surgery on YouTube, and it's fascinating. This kind of gets cut from here to here, and the yeah. skin comes from there, comes off, take it off, and put it back on. It's I, I've off. seen that film, Face Off, where John yeah, Travolta and Nick much. Cage change their faces. <laughs> exactly. is oh, right. They only did half on mine, though, yeah, yeah. Oh. I remember actually, because the... Um, they've put, they've put you, the, the top off the put on's got crow's feet, by the way, I don't know. <laughs> well, it didn't before. When, when it first happened, honestly, my wife said, you've had a facelift. So got rid of all my kind of wrinkles and everything, but now it's aging effects starting oh, to come back right. in the yeah, right. It's, it's sagging, shouldn't I say? Sagging. <laughs> so the um, but I, I remember going into the onto the ward, and you first that's the first time you look in the mirror, and I had a like a well, I don't know, like the, the ladies would say the kind of whatever what they called, not the tampon, but you know the other thing, whatever tampon. No, it wasn't the tampon. The, the towel that they were wearing. Oh, sanitary towel. That's yeah. it. That's the one. Yeah. Christ. Um, and it was like over my head there and I thought bloody hell so they tell you you can take it off now and I, in the mirror and you, you t I took it off and I'm not kidding you, you'll have seen obviously Robocop and, oh, yes, and yeah. it goes from there to there and then there were staples under there and you just look and you think wow what the hell has, has gone on there that was the first time I kind of looked and thought because to be honest at the minute you just look like yeah. someone who's lost their hair you know because yeah. People have got fully shaped heads anyway, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, I mean, it, it, you can see... Uh, when, when you bend down, you go, all right, yeah, there is some... But it's, yeah. it's not like... No, it's not... It's not It's not disfiguring in, no. in any way, you know? So, Doc, uh, Mr. Jenkins, he said it was when we first kind of went in to, to see him, he'd said, look, uh, um, unfortunately, you're bald. I went, well, I know. And he said, um, so you'll be able to see the scar. I went, well, I have no problem with that. I said, look, I'm married with two kids. I've, I've, I've done my days of chasing and whatever so I'm, I'm fine with that I'm sure my wife will not be able to say that but uh, of I, course I, what I you should have said is well people pick life partners <laughs> on personality yeah, in a whole range of, yeah because <laughs> yeah. that must have been what happened with you anyway yeah, was it well it certainly was unless yeah, you met yeah, before yeah. you were 21 and uh, when I was there so we'd be together uh, oh god I like, when I was younger 21 I so I got in just in time <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and so that the scars not so bad I mean I've got a, an indentation there uh, I mean, to be honest, when I look in the mirror, you just laugh and giggle. I mean, I, I, there's one of me um, Twitter ones where I'm giggling because I can see the pins because of where the mask has been. I can still see the yeah. pins. 
it's just one of them things. I mean, I'm, I'm, I try when I play football, I try not to head the ball, but I, even then, I, I sometimes find myself. That was one of my questions. Does it give you an advantage or a disadvantage? No, I think it's a bit soft, though, unfortunately. If it would be a metal plate, I'd be bullet. Ah, it's no. it's <laughs> so I think the next surgery, I might ask them to look at put a bit of, just, bit of tension in there. Get an extra, eh? like, can I have it? Just, uh, right, I'll, I'll have the plate this time, please. Bullet uh, headers from the halfway line. I want to do some, like, you know, run up the pitch and do some Shearer style, Shira's like, that, rockets yeah. in the goal line. Yeah, it's. Well, 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 listen, Andy. I mean, I try not to keep people too long, so I'm very grateful for any time given. What, 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 what one thing do you think is the thing that you go to? What, 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 what's your? You wake up tomorrow, you're feeling terrible. What do you do to lift? What, what's the one thing you do to like lift yourself? Just as a final part and message here. Oof, good question. Uh, for me, it's exercise. Even if I'm feeling hungover, shitty, whatever. If I kind of don't go for a run, I'll feel guilty. Um, so for me, it's it's exercise. Exercise then keeps me focused, sharp, and hopefully mentally strong as well. Yeah. Push myself through um, whatever kind of ailments that you've got. My kind of mo- my motive is to out train anything, and that's kind of what I what I go to. So that would be my go to thing. It would just be get me running shoes on, get me radio on and just run, pound the streets, whether it be one mile, two mile, three mile, 20 mile, whatever it's going to be. And, well, yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. I, I saw someone recently on a, I don't know where I saw it now, but someone said, oh, you know, it's really hard because if you're tired, you know, you can't exercise. And, and the response was actually, I think it's pretty good. You can always do more. You haven't got to run three mile. Yeah. Walk around the garden. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, walk around the garden twice. There's a, there's a lady. You, you can always do more. You can. you can exert yourself. It's all about exertion, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you can run three mile without blinking, you try and run fast and do three and a half next time in the same time. I think people have this idea that when you're fit, you're not still then pushing. Good exercise is never easy. It doesn't matter no, how no. fit you are, no, no. is it? You need to break a sweat. You've, you've got to. It's you've all, got, yeah, it's you've got to be out of breath. Otherwise, um, it's not exercise, yeah. is it? But but also, it's also listening to your body as well. In fairness, one, I, yeah, one, I get that. I yeah, get that. One one thing I have learned is kind of when your body tells you you've done too much or overexhausted yourself, you've done it. There's a when you start seeing stars in like yes. uh, forgetting to put your pants on, and well, like, that's certainly yeah, that's certainly telling you. There's a there's a lady who's following us at the minute who's kind of messing with She's gone through something very similar. A lady called Tamali Andrews, and she's um, I, I've never met the lady, but she's just messed up, reached out. She's gone through, and she's got like all down the side there, uh, and and she's doing um, charity walks, uh, right. like the, 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 the I think it's the Moonlight Walks from the, the Brain Tumor Charity. And she's doing really, really well, but she'll get very, very fatigued, which it, that's natural. That's completely natural. You, you've got to listen to what your body's telling you. If, it, if it's telling you too much, you stop. You kind of take that, that rest. But, but you've got to start. You've got to start. You don't, exactly. you don't quit before you've started. That's the thing, is that, it? That, that's that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. It's like, yeah, listen to your body, but how do you know what your body's saying if you haven't asked it? Exactly. You've, you've, you've got, got to ask your body first, yeah. haven't you? you? You've got to get out there. You've got to push your barriers down yeah. as well. And people might think, going back to what I mentioned before, Mentality is everything. If your mentality is, oh, I've got this ailment that allows me to have kind of weeks or months off, you'll get into that, to a rut. You'll get into that Very pattern. hard to break it, isn't it? Very hard to break it. If you can say, well, okay, I've got this ailment, but I'm going to continue to do this, yeah. then you'll get, you'll, it, hopefully that'll give you the, the push and the drive. And like I said, that's not for everyone. That's not going to work for everyone. I, I do I 100% get that, it, but it's worked for me. Find your thing. Yeah. yeah. And that would, be the, that would be the advice I give anyone that's going through or about to go through similar or the same thing. Good. Thank you very much, Andy. I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've got something from it. Um, 
we'll maybe do a follow-up sometime about yeah, whether yeah. Sunderland and Newcastle, which one takes claim over South Shields, you know? On, 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 <laughs> it's Newcastle, uh, it's black and white on my side. Is it? Right, yeah, yeah. good man. Good, <laughs> good man. Um, but thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Thanks very much, Andy. No bother. Pleasure.